This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi, and welcome back. My name is Francisca, and today we have a very special episode where we're going to talk about sleeping. <laughs> so let's dive straight in. Hi, and welcome back to this episode. Today, I am joined by Anita Chaperon. Hi, Anita. Hello. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, for me, it's evening. I'm sitting here in my bathrobe, but nobody can see that. And for you, it's morning in Gibraltar. Yes, it's morning and I'm sitting here in my jail outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Your jail outfit, yes, yeah, stripes. <laughs> so, awesome. so anyone who is on the call today listening in, Anita is a solutions catalyst for health issues for entrepreneurs. And she's also the creator of the bio upgrade method, which we're going to hear more about today. And one of the reasons why I got Anita on the call today with me is because Anita is incredibly talented when it comes to helping people understand how to own their own health and how to go about being healthy. And, you know, I, I think as an entrepreneur, we often run 100 miles an hour or more, and we are often the last ones <laughs> to then look after ourselves, and that can really impact our productivity. So I'm a huge fan of, of you know, having certain health routines or actually I don't really have routines but I'm just trying to be healthy as you know Anita's tried to get me onto vitamins many times and she's not giving up she's persistent and I go to the shops I buy some vitamins and then I just don't eat them but hey I'm still a working <laughs> so Anita thanks so much for joining us on today's call so Maybe you can give us a little bit of an overview of, of, you know, what health means and what we should look out for. And then specifically today, what we thought we would do, and then we'll get Anita back for more. Today, we'll specifically look at sleep and how we can have better sleep. So I'll, over to you. Yeah. Um, well, that was a, a great intro. Thank you. Um, so my passion has become, you know, I've, I've been in health for 17 plus years um, and mostly looking you know, how to improve and how to, because I'm also in business, I'm looking for efficient ways to help people to look after themselves. Um, and that uh, has required me to go and study how to create habits eff efficiently, etc. Um, so my big interest is in, in, you know, relaying the message to business entrepreneurs like us is not to leave it until it's too late to, you know, to fix a few of those health issues that might be plaguing them at the moment because typically we tend to focus all our energies on building a business and then um, we've got nothing left in the tank for fixing our health. So because of that, I created, like you mentioned, the bio upgrade method and um, we've agreed, you know, not to do this in a promotional way today. So we're not promoting anything. We're going to get onto the actionable um, bits in a second, but I needed to kind of frame what we're going to be talking about. Um, so the bio upgrade method is just basically a very quick and easy way for you to just create these healthy changes on an ongoing basis without having to think that you've got to clear your entire schedule just so you can, you know, educate yourself about health and then start doing that stuff and it takes over your entire life. Um, so it's basically the way you think about the methodology is about, um, you know, if you think of Kaizen, the Kaizen methodology, um, that combined with uh, tiny habits uh, from BJ Fogg, which is a very effective habit formation framework, 
and it gives you this amazing cocktail of creating small incremental changes to your health that amount to this big effect afterwards. Um, that's the framework. I wanted to, if um, you know, before we dive into the the tiny little actions, the actionable bits of how to upgrade your sleep if you're having a sleep problem, I wanted to give you a little bit of a reframe of how you can think about your health, which will hopefully help you um, make your peace with being able to just do small incremental changes as opposed to having to do the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the reframe is basically a, a lot of. Um, a lot of us, because we're not educated doctors, but also a lot of doctors make the mistake of thinking of um, any problems with your health as an isolated instance. Um, and unfortunately, what that creates is it creates this illusion of, okay, if I solve this one problem, meaning I put a plaster over it, it's going to solve everything. And then you're going to find that it's like plugging you know, a hole with like, sorry, a bucket with many holes. If you put your finger in the one hole, it will you know, start pouring out of the other holes a lot quicker. So you need to find the root cause. And so if you think about anything that's wrong in your life, what I'm trying to say is think about your, uh, not in your life, in your health. <laughs> this is turning into a therapy session. <laughs> anything that might be wrong with your health that you've noticed, for example, poor sleep or not good enough sleep, um, basically what it means is, is look at your body and your health as a, as a system. Your body is a system within the ecosystem of your environment, right? So anything that happens to your body affects the environment and vice versa. Um, anything that happens in your environment affects you in some way. And then there's a level below that. If your body is the system, you've got subsystems that operate within that. And each one of those, when you tweak it to make it better, it will affect the other subsystems. So um, what I've done is I've narrowed them down to five subsystems in your body, which, you know, technically speaking, if you want good health, you should always uh, look to solve, to solve um, each one of those uh, five subsystems. Um, not at the same time, uh, not, you know, but basically just be aware that they exist. So the reason why I'm saying that is if you think about your, um, you know, suboptimal sleep, for example, you might think that all you need to solve is your sleep, but if your poor sleep is created because, let's say, you've got an adrenal exhaustion, right, or let's say your diet is not optimal during the day, or you're not doing enough exercise so your body is not tiring enough to be able to have a good solid sleep at night, um, then you're starting to see how just resolving the sleep, meaning solving your sleeping environment, for example, is not going to necessarily fix your sleep long term because you're not solving the nutritional problem that's actually creating the sleep problem. So that's kind of the, the very quick uh, overview of, of thinking of your body as a system with subsystems. And whenever you have a symptom like poor sleep, make sure that you investigate, could there be a root cause that's causing your poor sleep? And then work on the, um, on the underlying root cause as well as the symptom at the same time. Otherwise, you end up chasing your tail. And it's literally like putting a plaster on a oozing wound um, that's just bleeding out. Um, so with that, you know, I don't want to spend too much time waffling on about this, but it's quite an important thing to get. So I was thinking um, if we put an, um, a link to um, my self-evaluation questionnaire, which is quite an extensive thing. So anyone that undergoes it should be, you know, should be congratulated, but um, it's a free questionnaire. It's there without any strings attached. So if you want to go there, um, we'll include a link and um, that will give you basically 
an idea if there's an underlying root cause that you need to address as well obviously and with that said um, it will give them some results or what's the outcome of the questionnaire Yes, so the outcome of the questionnaire will give you um, basically those 11 kind of conditions that I've separated. And this is a questionnaire that's used by um, uh, functional medicine doctors as well. Um, I've added a few more things to it. Um, and it basically evaluates your symptoms in the last 30 days. And it spits out um, priorities like, um, you know, is it maybe that your adrenals are overworked or maybe that you've got some digestive issues you need to address, etc and it gives them to you and according to priority like um, that they need addressing it. So some of them might come out high, some of them medium, some low, or you might not have any problems, in which case you just go sort out the sleep and that's fine. Right, um, we'll put that right. In, the, in the show notes. Cool. So with that in, in mind, um, because we've got limited time, um, should I go into the things that I wanted to give the listeners to try out to optimize the sleep? I think sleep is such a, you know, maybe we can quickly, before we go into the tips, quickly have a really short chat about why sleep. And, you know, from my perspective, and I'm not a, a health nut, but I do think that, you know, when you have really good sleep and when you have high quality sleep, you're just, you just perform so much better. And, you know, I, I do also think that there is sometimes a little bit of a, it's almost a bit fashionable to talk about how little people sleep and it's sometimes people are proud of it. And I don't think it's anything to be proud of because I don't think it's very healthy. But again, this is just me saying things that I don't really scientifically know proven, uh, but maybe just quickly your take on sleep and why sleep is important. Yeah, that's a very good point actually. Um, so the, you know, I mean, the very popular kind of knowledge about sleep is that, you know, if you don't sleep, you're going to be feeling a little bit tired and suboptimal on the day after. Um, the, the things that are, um, are less known, the, the actual, um, the usefulness of sleep for repairing the physical tissue of the body. So um, in very broad terms, and I know purists will probably criticize me, but in very broad terms, the two main functions of sleep is one is to back up everything you've learned and um, uh, memorized during the day. And it's, so it's literally, if you, if you imagine you've got about a USB stick of, of memory space throughout the day, so you accumulate this new knowledge, these new experiences, memories, etc. Um, during sleep, what happens is you basically get to download that USB sticks information onto your long-term memory. So if you're in the process of learning or you love learning, unless you have good quality sleep for an adequate amount of time, you don't get to reconcile those, um, those memories, etc. Yeah. Um, on another level, there's a, uh, what happens is there's a cognitive re um, kind of like washing up of, of your cognitive center, um, you know, your thinking power. Um, during the day because of stress and because of all the other functions that your brain has to do, you accumulate the, this, um, um, it's called amyloid plaque, which basically is one of the main causes for uh, things like Alzheimer's and dementia eventually. Um, so during the night in a specific part of your sleep pattern, you, what, what your uh, body would do is it will flush out those plaques that have built, you know, providing everything else is working fine. It will attempt to flush out those plaques so that your brain is refreshed for the next day. Um, and hence, you would have more focus um, in terms of, you know, us business people, we have more focus, we've got more zest and determination and attention to pay to our teams and, and to do our work, um, including learning, again, and including decision making, very specifically for decision making, you need restorative sleep. 
And then um, on a very physical level, what happens is um, in deep sleep specifically, your body decides, decides it's got time. It's pretty much the only time that it has in your day to go and repair any tissues that need renewing, right? So, because um, obviously we've got quite a lot of trillions of cells in our bodies and we need to renew those um, on different levels every night. Um, so if you don't have adequate amount and uh, quality of sleep, then you don't get to repair those tissues and that's how, you know, some of the cancers begin. Um, you know, obviously not all of the, the cancers, etc. Um, so I, I think at this stage is probably adequate to also preempt that I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so all of the discussions we have um, about this is just as suggestions and obviously everybody listening should do their own homework and make sure. That listen to doctors anyway. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's dig into the, of how we can how we can improve our sleep. And, you know, I've spoken to you about this so many times and I've tried some of the, the methods too. So let's let's see what, what yeah. you want to share. Yeah, so incidentally, just as a very small segue, uh, doctors apparently, I was reading statistics the other day, and um, apparently they get something like two hours of uh, uh, education on how sleep is good for your health. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say doctors get like 20% of their of their diagnosis wrong, and I was going to say maybe more like <laughs> No, I can't make those claims. Um, and so in, in just before, if anyone is interested in getting, you know, like, deep diving into the topic of how health sleeps, uh, how sleep uh, supports your health. It's a, there's a really good book by Dr. Matthew Walker that's just come out. It's called Why We Sleep. Um, you can find a few videos on YouTube as well um, with uh, him as an interviewee and, and they're very, very eye-opening. I mean, you would look at your sleep in a very, very difficult, um, different and critical way um, after that. Okay, so in terms of tiny little actions that you guys can take, um, to try and you know get a, a, a more optimal sleep um, and this is again with a caveat that you investigate if there's an underlying issue that needs solving but um, these are things that I've selected because they'll give you quick wins but also quite substantial wins if you know if this is something that will affect you and again different things work for different people etc <laughs> you heard that story so okay so the first thing um the first suggestion for for fixing is um these are a few tips that you can implement once in your sleeping environment and that that's it it's not like habits where you've got to keep on you know showing up and practicing until it becomes the norm um this is something that you can just do once um, and then experience the the benefits from it so it's about your sleeping um sleeping actually something i wanted to sorry um, <laughs> this is actually quite important. One of the biggest things that we're going to talk about is your chronological clock. So all of these changes that I'm suggesting to you, um, keep in mind, and I'll talk about this in a little bit more detail in a second, but keep in mind that every one of us has got a different chronological clock. Um, and it, it is very smart to uh, pay attention to it and, and rig everything in kind of in that favor, in that context. Um, so changes you can make to your sleeping environment to optimize your sleep. Um, so cold, make sure that your bedroom is between 16 and 18 degrees Celsius, which is about 61 to 64 Fahrenheit. Um, you can do that via aircon. Um, there's a, a kind of like a mat that's called a chili pad. Um, and that's C-H-I-L-I-P-A-D chili pad um, and that basically is a sheet that you can lie on um, that that you can regulate the temperature of 
um, in case you can't do an air condition um, room. That's pretty cold. Um, sorry? That's pretty cold, 16 to 18 degrees Celsius. That's pretty cold. Yeah, so it should it should feel like um, you can't stand outside of your sheets in it and wow. be comfortable. Yeah, and the reason for that is they've done multiple studies. Again, you can read the Why We Sleep book for the specific uh, scientific findings. But <clears throat> the reason for it is that your body needs to uh, focus its power or its heat internally, and by cooling out the extremities by making them colder than comfortable. Um, you're allowing it to shunt the heat internally so it can start repairing the organs and repairing the, um, you know, flushing the brain, etc. Um, the other thing, if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have aircon, you can't afford a chili pad, um, you can do something as simple as open the, opening the windows at night if possible. I know some places get a little bit too hot for that, so um, just find a solution. Uh, the other thing is uh, dark, darkness, so you should have either blackout curtains or blinds. Um, if you can't, you could simply get like a thicker curtain and then what I do in my room is I actually put Velcro on the walls and on the curtain and then I stick them together so it forms that, you know, so it doesn't let the sun through. Because um, most of us live in a very, you know, we live in uh, city environments where there's no true darkness anymore and every single cell in your body has a light detector. And depending on whether it detects light, it signals the body to wake up or to produce melatonin to go to sleep. So if you're having even the smallest pieces of light coming through in the times you're supposed to be winding down and going to sleep, that's going to um, disturb your circadian rhythm and then it's going to keep you awake. Um, so you're going to struggle to fall asleep or you're going to wake up earlier than you intend to. Um, unless you live somewhere, you know, out into the wilderness where you can have true dark, then obviously you don't need curtains. Um, another thing is keep it to keep your bedroom uh, clean and I know this is probably obvious to people but by clean I mean if you've got pets keep them outside of your bedroom if possible if not make sure that you uh, vacuum regularly um, things like carpets are a great breeding ground for dead skin cells and bacteria and all that stuff so if you can do without carpets in your bedroom that provides a cleaner air for you um, and then uh, obviously clean sheets clean mattress so vacuum your mattress, change your sheets regularly, um, and then keep it fresh. So again, mattress and sheets, and then also pillows. You can buy um, hypoallergenic covers for your pillow that actually encase all the bacteria inside the pillow. So even if you can't afford an optimal, like amazing pillow, um, you can have this cover and then wash the cover regularly on 60, 90 degrees Celsius to get rid of bacteria. That might be causing any some new pillows. What would be some really good pillows to buy? Uh, <laughs> um, so I've got I've got one that I found that is incredible because it's full. It's filled with uh, memory foam, but it, the memory foam is cut up in pieces. So what you could do is you separate the pillow into three sections: one which is higher, another one lower if you're lying on your back and you don't want your neck to be strained. I don't know the name of it off by heart, but I will give you the link to include in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more pricey, but it's totally worth the investment. It's, um, I mean, you'll see the, it's from Amazon. You'll see the feedback um, on their page and it's like mind blowing. Yeah, we can. Um, what so do you think share about that. plants in the bedroom? I just bought some. Sorry? Yeah. What do you think about having plants in the bedroom? Um, okay, so the jury's out on plants in the bedroom. Um, the reason why I'm not going to mention plants in the bedroom is because they don't, one, because the jury's out and two, because there isn't conclusive evidence for them to give you massive, uh, you know, benefit. 
you could argue, and not a you could, but obviously they'll uh, take carbon dioxide and recycle it into oxygen at night. Um, but, you know, there's, that might be offset that during the day they're releasing more carbon dioxide. I have plants in my bedroom and I don't see them hurting in any way. And yeah, yeah. basically. Um, and generally it's good to have plants. So my opinion is yes. Um, but I don't see, um, or at least I haven't seen anything that's, that says that they help um, sleep directly. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is, so comf comfort is very important. And that again goes for your mattress and your pillow. We spoke about the pillows already. A lot of the times we have problems sleeping because our pillow is either too hard or too soft. And um, we might be sleeping in a position that compromises your airways and then you uh, either struggle to fall asleep or you wake up during the night. Um, so make sure your mattress is fine. Your mattress needs to also be, and this is the, um, the breathability thing, the freshness. The mattress needs to be one that actually is breathable and so, so would your sheets because we, we sweat actually quite a gross amount of sweat every night. <laughs> Um, so if your mattress isn't airing properly and your sheets are pooling, then that could be a bit of a problem for you. Um, and then it gives you restless sleep or even wakes you up at night. Um, and then the last one, uh, actually the last two pieces of things to change in your environment is um, make sure it's, it's a quiet environment. Now, by quiet, I mean uh, eliminate threatening noises. Now, what we've been born with um, in part of our limbic brain, we've got, a, we've got um, an auditory part that detects or is, is wired to detect threatening noises. And what tends to be perceived as a threatening noise are low level noises, low frequency. So something like an air conditioning unit that's humming in the background for some of us, and I'm not saying for all of us, like for example, my husband can sleep through this, no problem. Um, but for me, it's perceived as a, you know, it, it actually keeps me awake. And the really sinister part of this is that most of you wouldn't realize that that's happening. You would think you're okay with it because on the cognitive level, you don't register, you know, you know that an air conditioning unit is under threat. <laughs> it's not going to jump out and kill you. Uh, but for your limbic brain, for your primal brain, it, it means that uh, there's something hiding in the bushes and it's going to jump out and get you. Um, so if you're finding that you can't fall asleep at night, or that you wake up frequently and you have some sort of a noise, whether it's outside street noise or um, an air conditioning unit or a fan or whatever, or a snoring person next to you. <laughs> um, it's good to experiment, experiment with um, eliminating that noise and then um, see if your sleep improves. Um, and you can eliminate noise by using something as simple as earplugs. I know most people don't like earplugs um, either because they hurt their ears or because they feel that they're cutting themselves off the world. Um, I found, and again, I'll provide you with a link in the show notes if you want. Um, I found a very, very soft foam type of uh, earplug um, and they reuse, um, well, they're reusable for a few times, but they're so cheap, you, you know, you just keep changing them. Um, and what it does is it blocks out the really irritating noise, but it doesn't block out everything. So if somebody needs to talk to you, they can still wake you up. So if you have kids or if you have a spouse, etc., you need somebody to care after, um, you don't have to worry that you're cutting yourself off and you might miss something important. Um, and also you can use them not after night and they don't hit your ears. So, uh, and then the last thing I was going to mention in terms of changing your environment to promote better sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, is the um, and again I know some people are going to go oh you know 
we've heard this so many times, but uh, it's reducing the tech in your environment. Uh, so obviously, five years ago, this, this was considered to be a bit of a woo-woo scaremongering tactic. Now we have quite a few research studies, and also we understand a lot more about human biology. Um, our biology is made of electricity, magnetic uh, waves, and then also um, water. So because of the electricity, right? So uh, water is a conductor. A con conductor? Well, you can see my chemistry is <laughs> showing up here. <laughs> but because we're electric and magnetic beings, um, having technology near us that are emitting these waves, um, it actually disturbs our biology and how our cells operate and how we create energy. Um, so making sure, you know, these are like really quick basics that you just need to just remember to do. Um, so you could switch off your Wi-Fi inside your bedroom. You could um, make sure that any device you have near you is switched on to um, airplane mode before you go to sleep reduce screen time up to two hours before bed. Um, the very least you could do is create um, or uh, install a dimming uh, app like... Uh, Lux, I think, is one that I use here. Yes, Lux. Um, so, so you can say that again? F.Lux. F.Lux for anyone listening who wants to use it. Yeah. And, and that basically um, dims down the blue light exposure from your screen, which is the part that uh, signals your body to wake up rather than to go to sleep. Um, so you can, you, know, you can set these things to automatically dim down, let's say, two hours before your typical bedtime. Um, so that's, you know, I know we've rushed very quickly over this, but you could re-listen to the podcast and just get down a few ideas. Um, I'm going to share my three-step process to to get this into action because obviously information is all very well but if you don't put it into action it doesn't mean anything um, so just pick one of those things re-listen to it if you need to or pick one of these that resonated with you and you're excited about trying and then just try that until it becomes a, a habit or becomes part of your routine and then come back and re-listen to it again and then pick another thing etc right you don't have to do everything great uh, Cool. Next one. Um, so we mentioned the chronological clock that we each come, you know, born with. Um, and there's actually, there is such thing, that there's a chronological gene. It's called clock. <laughs> uh, very aptly named. And um, each one of us basically is born with a genetic predisposition to either be an early riser or to be a night owl or whatever, right? Um, obviously, it, you know, your genes are not your sentence. So each one of us could amend those chronological tendencies to suit their lifestyle. And um, the, re the easiest way that I could recommend for you to, to test which one you are is um, another great book that came out a while ago by Dr. Michael Bruce. And um, it's called The Power of When. Um, so in that book, he has a free quiz. Um, it's called thepowerofwhenquiz.com. So if you go to that URL, there's a free quiz there. It asks you a bunch of questions, which basically gives you a result of what type of a chronological uh, animal you are. Um, and the reason why I suggest that you do this, um, even if you're not interested in you know, typing yourself uh, as a you know, typer, is because very often, we've, uh, like I said, we've had to amend our sleeping style to what we think society demands or what our job demands or what our kids demand. 
Um, you know, when new parents get a baby, um, in the beginning, their chronological clock is basically, you can forget about it because obviously they have to amend themselves uh, according to how the baby behaves. But um, as soon as that baby turns into a toddler and then they start to sleep a little bit more solitary on the night, um, you know, you don't have to have the same erratic sleep patterns as parents as you used to before. So some of us get stuck in those old, um, old ways. So by doing your chronotyping, basically you would be, um, you know, you'd be giving a, like a reset point and then you can evaluate, oh, okay, maybe, you know, these are the things that I need to work on. So a very brief example for me, um, I was always like literally beating myself up about, not literally, but <laughs> um, beating myself up about, you know, not being able to sleep past seven hours, seven and a half hours was like the latest, right? And I'd be wondering like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I, you know, most people sleep eight hours, eight hours is supposed to be the healthy thing, etc. Um, until I did the chrono clock uh, test and then it turns out that I'm an early riser and I actually do much better on slightly less hours of sleep. And by slightly less, I mean between seven and seven and a half hours, which is kind of what I had discovered that I'm, is, you know, that I can manage. Um, so by understanding that about myself, I could let go of that mental, you know, uh, issue hovering over me. And basically what I did is I set up a tripwire with my alarm clock, which was, I set it up far enough out. Um, so I typically wake up between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. So I set my alarm clock for 7.30, which gives me enough time to wake up naturally without an alarm clock, but it doesn't allow me to oversleep, right? Mm -hmm. So it, again, it creates that mental peace of mind um, that I don't have to worry that I'm going to oversleep, but it also gives my, my body a chance to um, get its optimal amount. And this is how you want to try and rig your environment if you can um, to allow your body to sleep its optimal amount and then have a look at the, um, you know, what that might be. Um, and then the other thing is as well, a lot of the times when we start to resolve sleeping issues, because if we've had a long-standing sleeping uh, problem, it plays on your mind. So every time you're going to go to bed, even if you're not actively thinking about it, your subconscious is bracing itself. Oh, is it going to be another bad night? Because sleep is so important. And then if you have enough of those, pretty much even going to bed becomes, you know, a psychological issue. So when you start to resolve the, the, the sleeping problems, you need to also bear in mind that you might have a psychological residue that you need to help yourself with. Um, and by doing the chrono clock uh, or the power of when quiz, um, if you buy his book, he doesn't give you that for free, but I suppose he's got to give you a reason to buy his book. Um, and it's a very worthwhile book to buy, actually. Um, so if you buy his book, he'll give you, for each chronotype, he will give you a specific kind of... Uh, he actually does it, he maps it on a clock face where you can see what is the optimal time to wake up, optimal time to go to gym, optimal time to have social connections, um, optimal time to do your most important work, um, when to brainstorm, etc., etc. And it's actually quite eye-opening to see all of these things plotted on, on a 24-hour diagram um, because some of us, you know, if you're an early riser, apparently it's better to do your social or your networking kind of work in the morning because you're most likely to come across as this, you know, very amicable personality. Where if you do it late at night, you might, you might come across as sharp and grumpy and all that, not because you're a nasty person, but because you're tired and you're winding down. 
actually, I, I don't completely agree with with some of these things, but but I think I think everybody has to find what what works for them. So you know, for me, for example, I'm a I'm a a morning person, so I don't do anything like meetings or social things in the morning. Why? Because my brain is so on fire. I want to use it to work on focus things in the business and then you know in the afternoon or the evenings i do meetings but i guess i'm not grumpy when i'm tired <laughs> so that helps <laughs> you know that helps. that's a good point it's a very good point because um i meant networking in terms of business you know like important uh, things where you have to pay attention yeah. and that is part of your superpowers right and it's pretty important yeah, yeah. um and and then also the same thing, you know, you might not be grumpy, but you might be like paying it, you know, a little less attentive to the nuances of things. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I, I think the most important thing, I guess the, for me, socials are, you know, socials are social. So I don't often need to be super sharp for social activities. So they're really good for me in the evening. Super, because if I try to do some thinking in the night, I would really struggle or writing, you know. Uh, when I, I do a lot of writing, but I can't do it at night, I try. Sometimes I try to come home and write, and nothing super smart comes out. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same. Um, and this is where he says, and this is this was really helpful. Is in, in those times you better to do, do brainstorming because then your defenses are down. Then any box thinking falls away because your willpower is too weak, etc. So it's interesting your answers, and he explains it a lot better. So, um, and then. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to mention, just because I know we're conscious of time, this has carried on for quite a while, but it is a big topic to cover. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, to so once you established your chronoclock, basically this was to to have a read through what he recommends, and then to figure out what are the things that resonate with you, and maybe start there, because just small nuances when you implement them, um, they will they will amount to big changes for you. And then it, that in itself will encourage you to try something else. So things like, you know, what you eat throughout the day, for example, uh, try to spot any patterns. If you consistently, if you're having a bad sleep on and off, try to figure out, okay, is it something that I'm eating or something that I'm doing during the day? Um, if it's, uh, if you do the self-evaluation questionnaire that we're going to give you the link to, um, you know, if it's with you, to do with your adrenals, typically you might be waking up um, you know, halfway through the night and it will be in a similar time that you, so it means that you're missing something. Um, if you come up as having too high a toxicity, then you need to think about reducing the toxicity, um, and working on your sleep at the same time, because otherwise, like we said, you end up chasing your tail. So, um, that's, I mean, that's it really in a nutshell. I just want to reemphasize, you don't have to do everything at the same time. Just pick one thing that you feel excited about, uh, to try. And then once you succeed into in that, it will create this motivation to try another thing, and to try just like Kaizen, drop by drop, you fill the whole bucket. Yeah, I love it, yeah. and, and you've covered so many different tips that everybody listening can at least walk away with one thing that they can implement. And you know, I think definitely for me, the the whole sleeping thing. I've talking to you so often about different things. It made me more aware of being conscious like you know i've got blackout curtains now i've tried the red light bulbs but i can't see under them <laughs> I've, I've, i changed my bedroom into the red light bulbs but I, I read a lot of books and i read books not i don't use uh, usually um, an ipad or a kindle i have one but i generally like the paper books and i find it mm -hmm. hard to 
<laughs> so I changed them. Yeah. But I think it's good to just try these things and, and having a good mattress, good pillow, and you know all the different tips that you mentioned that definitely everybody can walk away with one thing to implement, which is so helpful. So maybe what we can do is just put the links in the show notes for the bio-upgrade method, the assessment. And do you have any final closing words? I'm going we'll to put a link to, to the pillow, uh, <laughs> pillow and also the, the earplugs as well. And I just thought about uh, something for solving your problem where you can't actually you know, read a physical book, but you enjoy physical books. We'll put in a link to uh, some blue light blocking glasses that you might want to oh, try. And I, they, online. I, don't, I don't know if they're the right ones. I'll, I'll show you what I ordered. Okay, cool. So we can put a link to that as well. So you can, you know, it's a different version of that. Um, no, this is it. The only thing I've got is, you know, please, you know, nobody is more vested in your health than you are. Nobody should be. Um, so treat your health like you, you treat your business and become the CEO of the business of you, I suppose. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing all these tips. I really actually, I mean it. I'm like, suddenly I'm like, I think I need to go sleep a little bit now. <laughs> it's only 7.30 here. It is weird in Australia, so it's a little bit of hibernation time. <laughs> yeah and it's dark where you are so yeah it's totally dark all right thank you so much again thanks for sharing your valuable tips and and we'll have you back for a different topic around health and being healthy as an entrepreneur thank you thank you for the opportunity to share as well to get more from basic bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing visit basicbananas.com